All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. And here we are on the edge of uh, June, jumping here into June. Actually, it's going to be June here in a matter of less than an hour. But uh, I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And Craig, I've got a cool little new feature for us tonight. I I don't think you'll I don't think you'll be able to pick up on it, but okay. we'll do rock moment of the week. It's gonna be a little bit different rock moment of the week. I'll explain right. that, but let's see if you can pick up on what's gonna be different about the music this week. Okay. Hit it. Let it play for a minute. Okay. Buddy, you're a boy, make a big noise, playing in the street, gonna be a big man someday. You got mud on your face, your big disgrace, kicking your can all over the place, singing, We will, we will rock you. Yeah, rock moment of the week. Now, there was something that actually gave it away at the beginning. Did you hear it? No. What you're listening what? Oh, Go ahead. I, you got Queen going, man. I just I kind of lost in the moment. All right. Well, it, I don't know if you heard it at the beginning, but there was a little bit of a, a scratch. We're that, listening to a record right yeah. now. You're your record, right? Yeah, this is this is a record. I've got a record going right now, going right into the recording. Well, you know what? I say my respect level might have went up just a little bit for you. Oh, thank you. Because you totally went from uh, record and album. Yeah, it's it's coming right in. I know, man. This is awesome. Yeah. Let's play this the whole show, dude. <laughs> uh, I honestly, like, I, I pulled out my records. I haven't listened to them in a while, and I noticed that there was a, uh, a headphone jack. And I was oh, just okay. like, oh, no way, really? So I checked it out, and yeah. I have the capability of putting it right into the recording, uh, live and everything. So, um, but rock moment of the week, I'm actually not going to leave it open for discussion because I have a little bit of announcement. Most everybody's probably seen it. Don't have a lot of details, but it's, uh, I mean, I guess maybe it's been out for maybe a week or something like that, but uh, something for rock moment of the week for our, for the Blue Network. Yeah. And you know where I'm going with this. I do. In, uh, in that our uh, good friend Rashawn Reeves, uh, Mr. Blueprint himself, is very active in all sorts of things with his videos, with his radio. And now he's taking it to the next level. His hard work has indeed been uh, paying off, and we're extremely excited for him. But he is having... The Blueprint TV show. Yeah. That will be coming. Big news. That's great for him, man. He's worked hard and, you know, he's, he's hit. You and I both know we, you know, we're good friends with him. We talk to him pretty much almost every day. And he's had some highs and lows throughout the year. And I tell you, man, you know, God's blessed him and it's been really good to see. It couldn't happen to a nicer guy and Zeke to see those two guys, you know, be able to do that. And I mean, it's good stuff. So, 
Yeah, very exciting. Very cool. So we're going to, uh, we always work with him uh, with a lot of different things. So I'm sure that we'll be down there checking things out and uh, seeing how things go. The It's supposed to be, getting, uh, be starting September 1st. That is, yeah. That's the date as of now. Uh, that's what he's planning for. And so we're going to be looking forward to that. So if you have, if you're a listener of our show and you have not checked him out, we definitely recommend it. He's got his uh, online radio with the uh, Eagle Eye Radio. Um, if you dig around, usually it's pretty easy to find. I think if you go to our website, you'll find it on there. And uh, a good thing is he's going to get us on there, which would be really, really cool. So you'll get us all on TV, man, in our and everything. Yeah, he's got, I don't know how much we can talk about, but he's got some uh, special things planned, that's for sure. So, yeah. uh, I mean, we'll we'll definitely not give anything away because I don't know if what he's made public or not. But, yeah, it should be real exciting. And just like Craig said, we'll, we sh- should be joining him at some point. Uh, hopes for maybe the first episode uh, or right. would it be Still a TV episode or... Yeah, we're still working all those things out, and he's hard at work on what he's doing. So, it's uh, as, as much as we can help him, we're going to do it. So, because he's a great friend of ours. So, yeah, absolutely. So, just wanted to put that out there. Uh, I'm sure it's on a lot of your radars, but if not, uh, be ready for that coming in September, which will be starting football, which seems so far away. But yeah. Uh, football is what we're here to talk about, so let's go ahead and we'll transition here into some of that talk. All right, okay, I'm going to try to do my best to uh, be chugging along at 100%, but... Uh, I got home not all that long ago. I know I told you, Craig, I might be playing basketball, but that didn't happen tonight. But my head is pounding, and I'm, like, sneezing all over the place. So hopefully uh, hopefully I can power on through this and we get through everything. But we've got a couple different array of topics to bring up tonight. Um, so, Craig, which one do you want to tackle first? I'll kind of let you uh, steer the ship here. Well, <laughs> you you know... It, it's a beautiful thing, man, this Michigan Wolverines. It is, you know, because the football gods shine brightly on us and bless us all the time, right? And it always gives us good things to talk about, especially people who want to talk about Michigan football, especially people who we didn't even think they would want to talk about Michigan football and Jim Harbaugh. And that's what we love about this because, you know what, people love to talk about Jim Harbaugh. So let's start off with our buddy old pal, uh, Twitter guy, uh, Brandon Jacobs. So let's go in that route. So, Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll start with that. It's, uh, I don't really have the time frame of exactly what happened, but he was talking on a radio show. Brandon Jacobs, for those of you who don't know. I think it was Tiki Barber's radio show. Okay, yeah, he was a running back for the 49ers when Harbaugh was coaching there. And due to different injuries and different things like that and low productivity, he didn't play a lot. Um, Part of it was because he was injured, but then even when he came back and was healthy, he didn't play a whole lot. 
there, uh, he and Jim Harbaugh butted heads. But uh, recently, for reasons I'm not entirely sure, I don't know if it was specifically due to the type of questions that he was asked on the show that he was on, uh, but he yeah. said that Jim Harbaugh didn't know what he was doing when he was coaching the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I, I'll, I'll let's start there. We don't have to tell. Uh, we'll get to the rest of the story, but let's start there. And because kind of, it, it did happen in two ways. The, that happened first, and then some, uh, he came on and said something else later. So that happened first. Your reaction. Go ahead. Well, you know, you could do is, um, well, you know what? Let's talk about what do you want to go with this? Because we can kind of go in the past, you know, back in 2012, if you want. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, if you want to bring it up. Okay. Well, let's talk about that. Obviously, Brandon Jacobs is a running back, a very successful running back at the New York Giants. And, you know, he, got, he has two Super Bowl rings with him. So, and he was very successful within that system and he did well, you know, and so... But then he went on to um, the 49ers, you know, and then Giants cut him, and he went on to 49ers back in 2012. So he he took to Twitter back then, and he this is what this is exactly Brandon Jacobs' words back in 2012 of November. He said, "Never never work in a place where you hate your boss so much. You should always be happy at work." So obviously, he's already disdained displeasure for where he's at and obviously didn't care for Harbaugh at that moment. So, but during that year, he also said, I am on this team rotting away. So why would I want to put any picks of anything that say Niners? This is by far the worst year I've ever had. I'll tell you like I told plenty others. So obviously he's not getting playing time because why, (laughs) He just—he's kind of an older running back, and he's kind of got the body, you know, the built of a running back that's not going to last very long. And so, obviously, that's why the Giants cut him, and he goes to the 49ers. And you know how Harbaugh works—he works with guys who are productive. He's not going to put a guy on the field who isn't going to work. And this just sounds like sour grapes. And then so it kind of leads you to why you know why he's talking about it right now. And then obviously he goes on on the Tiki Barber show and Brad Turney show and, and says exactly uh, what he said. So, yeah. And um, so that gives you that, the background context of kind of the dynamics between him and Harbaugh. Um, and uh, I read a little bit more up on that too, where he initially said that about not making sure you work at a place where you don't hit your boss or whatever. And then he came out and said, it wasn't about Jim Harbaugh. Uh, at one point, and then the other one uh, where he was talking about riding away, um, when he was uh, let go, traded, I can't remember how he left the 49ers, but basically it was a quick turnover where he was gone and they cleared all his stuff out, and uh, I was reading one where it was just like, it was like he was never there. Yeah. There's a little excerpt of the... What he, when he was on Tiki Barber Show, I'll get I'll read a little bit of excerpt of what he said, and, and which le- leads to. Is, you want me to do that or? Uh yeah, go ahead. Perfect. Okay. Because yeah, I only have that. Uh, okay. Short blurb. So. 
Yeah, this is what he wrote. This quote, quotes that, and obviously there's some middle stuff I won't put. But in the beginning, he just said, Jim, he said, Jim, I had a lot of respect for Jim when I was there before I got to know him. I enjoyed my time there, but we didn't see eye to eye. I knew a little bit more football than what he let on. He said, obviously, he said some more and then said, let's be real. They had great assistant coaches, but Jim didn't know what he was doing. Jim had no idea. Jim was throwing slants and cover two safeties, getting people hurt. That guy knew nothing, man. So it's kind of like a quick excerpt to what he was saying. So, Yeah, but, that's, uh, a, that's a little bit expanded on what we <laughs> said before. So, yeah, my my first because there were the two reactions because there's that first part that happened and then there's some other stuff that he winds up saying later that we'll get to but first reaction I mean and everybody kind of went to it's just like if you're saying the guy doesn't know what he's doing then how did you get to a Super Bowl and he kind of alluded it to there in the, uh, the expanded version of what he said he was talking about the assistant coaches and everything but Yes and no. <laughs> I mean, because you know, it, first of all, everybody knows. I mean, wherever you go, and especially you can see where he's. I mean, because you've got what he did with the quarterbacks at San Francisco, what he did with Andrew Luck at Stanford, and what he was able to pull out of Jake Rudock in his first year at Michigan. Jim Har- Harbaugh specializes in the quarterback position, especially Kaepernick. He pulled yeah. out. Now look at him. <laughs> exactly. So it's true that not all coaches know everything with the game. I don't believe that of Jim Harbaugh. I believe he knows. Like he is just a all, constantly a student of the game, even if he's um, master level of knowledge or whatever, however you want to put it. He's still a student. He always wants to be learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems from the way he does things and, you know, keep up with things and adapt things. But um, even if you do hire assistant coaches around you that know more than you do at a position, that, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. That, right. That's their right. specialty. You want them to be able to do that. So I can see where he's trying to pull an argument out of that. But still, I mean, when you have that level of success when he came in, I mean, even if – even if Harbaugh just put in the right people around him, even if that were true, he did a darn freaking good job at it. <laughs> and right. he got them to the Super Bowl, and they won their uh, division. the yeah, NFC champions, yeah. NFC and everything like that. On Then we're playing on such a high level. Before him, it was awful, and after him, he was gone, it was awful. So... It, it the NFL was is part of his greatest success, right? And it's surprising to see that somebody's somebody's trying to attack that. Well, and you're right, and that's the thing about him is um, he he's he's got he's wrong in all a lot of fronts here, and I don't think when he went on there he exactly was thinking about what he was saying at the time. I mean, he might be saying, yeah, he didn't know what he's doing, but. But you're right. I went, well, what's the year that they did become NFC champions? And what year was it that they did go to the Super Bowl? That was 2012, the exact same year that he said that he uh, didn't know what he's doing. And I'm a joke and I'm uh, I'm rotting here at uh, at the 49ers. So obviously he takes 
49ers during that year, 11 and four. So for a guy who doesn't know what he's doing, did a pretty dang good job. So I would say there's no way that Jim Harbaugh can go, what, 2011, 16, uh, 13 and three, 2012, 11 and four. They go to the Super Bowl that year and win the M- NFC championship. Uh, 2013, 12 and four, and then 2014, eight and eight. Obviously, he went down, but that's because the ownership, he was already on his way out halfway through the season, and everybody knew that. So you look at that record, we're talking about 80%, 73%, 75%, and then uh, just 500. And I'm like, for a guy who spent four years in the NFL and is averaging 70% 70% win percentage. He sure is fooling a lot of people on not knowing what he's doing, right? I mean, yeah. seriously, I'm going, are you kidding me? Uh, most teams right now would would take him in a heartbeat for a guy who has no doesn't know what he's doing. How many times a year do you hear this from you? We hear it from Twitter folks. We hear it from rivals. We hear it from the NFL every year. We hear it on, on our Twitter site. We see it pop up every year saying, Jim Harbaugh's thinking about going to the Bears, or Jim Harbaugh's thinking about going to this NFL team. If a guy did not know what he's doing, then why do all these NFL teams want him? Yeah, exactly. It's I don't know. I don't know exact. I mean, obviously they have their, like I said, they butt heads before. I mean, probably the conversation on on the show came up, and it probably brought back. Uh, memories and kind of triggered him and got him going on maybe a little bit of a rant or a little bit of a roll with that. But And and Jim Harbaugh, I mean, is just in the media all the time anyway. So, I mean, he is a hot topic, and so it does get brought up a lot. Yeah. So, but the the interesting thing and the thing that had a lot of questions around it was what he then said after that. Yeah. Which, shoot, actually I'm not, because the second uh, part was a tweet, which actually then later got removed. Yeah, like most of them do. Yes, most. and I'm trying to figure out uh, if I ever... I thought I took a picture of it so that I could quote it. Maybe not. Uh, but uh, quick question, though. Did you get blocked by him? I did. I do you know what I don't know what it is. People apparently like me too much, but I did not get. I I even like replied to him and uh, said something, and so uh, but I didn't get blocked. So yeah, you gotta. What's a guy got to do, right? Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta make more enemies, dude. Something I don't know. I gotta step it up. Dang it, man! I swore I took a picture of it. Anyways, basically. Uh, what? Well, you go. Wait, here it is. Here it is. I got it. I got it. I got it. I found it. Is it? Are you going to do, start with Jim Harbaugh's response to it? Oh yeah, can't can't forget that. Go ahead. Do you have that in front of you? I do. Yeah. It's well. You know what? Let me tell, let's go through this, and then I have a question for you. Okay, and this will be an interesting question to talk to you, get your opinion on it, and then we'll get what the fans think about what's going on. Okay, well, Jim Harbaugh responds to Brian and Jacobs' little rant on Twitter about Jim Harbaugh didn't know what he's doing, and then Coach Harbaugh comes back to him with some advice. And we're not talking about any advice. We're talking about biblical advice and scripture. So he goes, 
This is biblical advice for um, Brandon Jacobs. Let all the bitter, bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put, be put away from you, along with all the malice. So that's... <laughs> that's... <laughs> it's, it's like he cut throat right there, man. He's going all scripture on him. <laughs> yeah, he cut. He just cuts the chase, man. That was right to the point. It's always interesting to see what he says. But this... Um, this, I'm pretty sure, then, is what Brandon Jacobs said after that. Maybe it was before. I'm not sure exactly where it landed. But it was after his initial comments of saying that Jim Harbaugh didn't know what he was doing at the 49ers. He put out on Twitter, love the support, but stop the Super Bowl talk. I will expose him. Michigan will fire him when I am done. So then a lot of people are throwing out questions, and it's just like, man, what's he talking about? What would it take for Michigan to fire Jim Harbaugh? Um, All this other stuff. And it's just the first thing I went to was, okay, if this guy, if Jim Harbaugh was still coaching at the 49ers and he basically like, uh, if if, uh, Brandon Jacobs wants to say that he ruined his, career or the end of his career or whatever I could somewhat kind of understand trying to go back and get that organization to fire him like dude right. this this isn't he, he doesn't need to be here you know blah 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 whatever you want to say but when somebody well first he did get fired he got let go from yeah, that job yeah so about- so then if he did get fired from that job that you said he did not know what he was doing then he goes to another job that is distinctly Different. I mean, it's still the same sport, but you're going from pro to college, and everybody does talk about the differences. Right. There are differences. Why are you so adamant about getting this guy fired then? Well, and, you're right. I mean, it's not like he's going to. He's a coach at Auburn. <laughs> I mean, if he's at Auburn, I would understand because that's where uh, Brandon Jacobs ran for and went to Auburn. He, he did. I it, thought it was Florida. Uh, I don't think so. I think Brandon Jacobs was running back for Auburn. I, so. could, t- I, I could be wrong, so don't call me on that. But. Okay. Uh, let me, yeah, we'll look that up. But um, but I'm like, you know, and I can understand that. But the, my thing is you are exactly right. What does this have to He already got, he's gone from the 49ers. Like, it's probably something that you wanted earlier. So when he comes to Michigan and now you want to, you want, you want him, what, can from Michigan? What? Why? I mean, what is, what are you getting out of this? I mean, you're out to get him. I mean, is that what this is all about? And that's where I don't understand. And then part of me, this segues back into what I was saying earlier. There's other things. There's some holes in what he's saying is, then why are you saying this two and a half years later? Why is it taking this long? Why, why do you, why didn't you come out right away and say, look, this guy needs to get canned or, Hey, you know what? He, I'm going to go right right at him. He shouldn't be coaching whatsoever because I've got dirt on him. Well, yeah. why wouldn't you come out and say it? Well, let's say, all right, let's put it this way. Let's say he's got evidence. Okay. Like he said, well, what, what evidence would he have to get coach Harbaugh fired? So let's kind of break that down. Would it be anything short of what sexual harassment, anything like that? Right. Okay. Let's throw that out. Well, that means then, Brandon, you, Jacobs, you've been sitting on the sexual harassment, whatever it is, this evidence, for two and a half years. Exactly. And now, you're now bringing, bringing it up. So who looks bad? You look bad. And I don't even think it's true anyways. So I'm just throwing it out as 
dude, you're not, you're not thinking about what you're saying. Like you said, I think he was just pissed. I think he's just kind of just saying it. I think he was off the cuff. And then I think he's looking back saying, you know what, you know, I'm I'm not out to get him fired, but you know, he just pissed me off. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then, um, you're, that's exactly a good point of why would you be sitting on so long? Because if it's something that really would get him fired, it would have to be something pretty outrageous or, um, pretty terrible. But then also, um, Uh, it, I could have understood, and if he was talking about it, then with everything with the radio and everything, where it's just kind of uh, he went more towards of he wound up getting from forty uh, fired from the forty ers which is what should have happened because blah blah blah, you know. Instead of going further and saying no, he didn't just get fired. Then I'm gonna make sure he gets fired now, which mm-hmm. I. I don't know. I thought that was kind of odd and crazy, but some, I just looked it up. I'm seeing that Brandon Jacobs went to Southern Illinois. Did you look that up? Uh, that's what I'm looking up. Yeah. I mean, cause I, uh, I had no idea. I honestly thought that, and I'll, I'll, well, admit, this went, was my assumption. He played college. <laughs> well, you're right. I'm sorry, Caleb. Uh, you're right. He actually, he's, a, he jumped around. He went from what? Coffeeville, then to Auburn. He was a running back for Auburn and then Southern Illinois. You're right. So, Okay, so, so yeah, so he did play for Auburn. Yep, yep. I mean, even though he's got Gator Boy on his thing, I'm, I'm, you know, he's from Louisiana, but I, oh yeah, okay. I'm so. Reading out, they didn't put it on the list. That's why I was very confused. That's where he graduated from. That's probably or right. if he graduated, anyways. Right. But yeah, I was basing it totally off of the Gator part. I thought that he would have been like Go Gators. So yeah. Whoops. Anyways, do do your research, right? We always talk about that, and I didn't do it at that time. So yeah, so I mean, I, I apologize, Brandon Jacobs. <laughs> I got it wrong. I mean, do you actually believe there's any hard evidence on this on this crap? You think it's just going to go away? And I, I think it's just going to go away. It's going to be another like tweet battle that Jim Harlow is part of that someone's bitter about, and then it's just going to die down again, and somebody else will pop up. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was smoke. Okay. I don't really think he has anything. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, it made me think also of I can't remember what player it was, but there was another player that got on him from uh, the 49ers that was uh, commenting that he and other players were mad at Jim Harbaugh because it was always business and working and everything, and it's just like, the dude needs to chill out and, you know, not run us into the ground all the time and be so intense. Do you remember that? Yeah. I can't think of who it was and everything, but it's just kind of like, is he saying like maybe they, he overworked them or was not conscious of player, you know, uh, rest periods and keeping players healthy or whatever. I don't know. I really don't think it's anything that would be on the level of, firing someone but uh, i it, it Jim perfect Harper can't win man he, Jim Harper, he, can't, he can't he can't win at anything well one minute he's what at the nfl and they're saying that he's working them too hard whatever it comes to michigan he's relaxed he's given he's uh, delivering calves he's playing paintball he's climbing trees and then everybody's ripping on him because of that 
<laughs> so I'm gone. And then he, he's having fun. So I'm going, okay, great. And then he wants to take the guys on the spring break down to you know, Florida and the Rome. And it's just, okay, you know what? <laughs> One minute he's a workaholic. Next, they hate it. Next minute he's having fun at Michigan and they hate it. So it's, man, they just, I think, what I think it is, it's just the guy is one of those guys where you just, you know, he's just maybe not likable to, to other people, but to Michigan fans, we love him. He's just, he's great. So he's exactly what we need here. Yeah. So, but, but I mean, my question to you, I got a question for you though. This will be yeah. interesting. And it, and I want to know what your opinion is because I have mine. What do you think? And this kind of falls in line of what Paul Feinbaum said, throwing in the whole Jim Harbaugh is the Trump of college football. Only not because of everything, I'm not getting into politics, but I'm talking about do you like the idea of Coach Harbaugh when he sees that and he reads it? Do you like it that he responds? with a tweet back, even if it's not, you know, I obviously is directed towards him, but do you like him doing that? Um, yes. And I will absolutely admit to my bias because I know that if another coach was doing it, that it would bother me to a certain extent. I don't know how bad, but it would. So I am not, um, blind to kind of my bias a little bit. I mean, like there will be certain things where some coaches, it wouldn't really bother me uh, if they were doing the same thing, but there are definitely some circumstances where I know that there would be a bias and I would feel dif- differently about it. Uh, but with Jim Harbaugh, honestly, no, I mean, to a certain extent you want it because you want the coach sticking up for his program. It, I'm man. I'm trying to remember where it all started, um, because a lot of it was around satellite camps and stuff that he was doing for student athletes and things like that. If I'm not mistaken, uh, maybe it was more so around recruiting, but it was a lot more of like you know you need to stand your ground and defend what you do, right? Right. So. But then yeah. Jim Harbaugh being Jim Harbaugh is just, you know, taking it to a new level. Yeah, I mean, I, that's a good point. You said uh, if, you know, talking about uh, satellite camps or something, and then he, you know, he clarifies on why they're important and what's the reason for them. I think that's always a good thing, you know, to get his point of view and what's the reasoning for it and why he hears some college or recruits that, Hey, you know, something like this is great and to put it out there. And so everybody understands that, Hey, you know what? That is a good thing. Um, I'm on the fence on his, um, just going back and forth. And I, I like the fact that, you know, he defends the program, but I'm one that thinks, you know, he, uh, to respond back to somebody just it, it, then you're in a kind of a Twitter war and I'm like, and, and then part of me thinks, in a way, that is Jim Harbaugh. So I'm not trying to change him. I'm just one that always thinks that you know you're going to get there's more heat that's going to come when you tweet back. So it's just going to kind of on ongoing. And I'm wondering if if Jim Harbaugh didn't tweet back to him, didn't even respond, 
if Brandon Jacobs would have just kind of died and went away because of it. Because to me, I think Michigan fans, we are the number one Twitter fans in the country, by the way, in college football. I just, I looked that up. It's fact um, that Michigan fans actually, we can handle ourselves, can't we? (laughs) I mean, we really, we really went at him and I think he sees it and he probably gets a real kick out of it because we defend our own and we're really, uh, you know, we're, a, uh, you know, they, when you, when you, when Brandon Jacobs does something like that and Paul Feynman and people like that and coach D'Antonio tweet things like that, man, you're kicking a, a, a hornet's nest in Michigan fans and you better back it up and you better have facts. Like you said, remember when Paul Feynman didn't really have facts behind what he's doing and you hit kick that, you're going to get a firestorm of facts, and then you're going to get people just going to plan out rip on you. And Michigan fans really do a good job of it. So that's why I'm always on the fence of whether he should tweet back or not. But that's Jim Harbaugh. I'm not trying to change him, but that's my two cents. Well, I'm definitely there with you where there would be specific cases where if he didn't say anything, it would have ended. Like, no yeah. doubt. Uh, I don't know if I would say all situations – uh, right. But yeah, some of them it definitely. If he didn't do anything, it would have been, it would have blown away with the wind, and nothing more would have been heard from it. So, yeah, that is very true. But uh, there is def- uh, there is another conversation topic that we want to touch on before time escapes us. Uh, oh no, well, no, we're still doing pretty good. I was looking at the time and not how long we'd been uh, recording, but. Uh, Moving along, something that got brought up this week is uh, some of the Vegas early point spreads have been released. Yeah. So, hold on. I got that in another window here. So, it shouldn't be surprised. I, I This is, uh, man, I feel like I'm quoting a tweet that I had. But it shouldn't be surprising for Michigan fans to see that Michigan is the underdog in a lot of their, well, I don't know if I should say a lot, but in some of their games for 2017, well, the amount of players that were lost uh, to the draft and graduating, you know, you're, you're going to have a lot of uh, new players playing, uh, incoming freshmen playing. So, I mean, anyone who says no way should Michigan be the underdog, you're kind of lying to yourself. But... <laughs> An interesting thing, because let me see. I, do you have? I have spreads for the Ohio State game, for the Michigan State game, and the Penn State game. Uh, do you yeah. have all of them? Or no, I just have Florida. Oh, and yeah. Florida. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, that's it. That's oh. I think it's the only ones they released. Yeah, those those are the big ones. Right. And actually, you might be right. Uh, they might have just done the bigger games so far. So uh, we'll kind of leave the more interesting one for the end of it. But as uh, no surprise, Michigan is not the underdog in the MSU game is a home game this year. And uh, with everything that has happened with Michigan state during the off season and different things and their season last year, Michigan is set to be a 15 point favorite um, playing at home. Uh, Yay or nay positive, negative thoughts, Craig. Well, I'm looking at these predictions and the obviously spreads on the one. There's one big glaring one out of all of them. Um, 
I'm not going to talk about the first game. You can, you know, you and I can talk about the Florida game, which is spreads on that is uh, plus three for Michigan. But um, man, you go to the one that's just freak. The one that's just absolutely glaring is the Penn State. It's just we're talking negative fourteen towards Penn State, and that right there tells me. You're talking about almost a 15-point swing towards Penn State over Michigan, which is – but I know, look, I get it that it's at Penn State, and I also understand that um, – that uh, did they – I think they did uh, – did they announce what the Penn State – no, they didn't – well, obviously – What time? Well, right. What time it's going to be at? I'm it's guessing. Pro- everyone's it's guessing it's a night game. So right, it usually is, and usually they have a whiteout against Michigan at Penn State, and it's really tough to win there. And I get it, and that's why they're boosting this number up. But my God, give me a break, man. Fourteen, we're talking or fifteen. Well, I'm going to go to I'm round it up to fifteen, but fourteen point spread on that towards Penn State is just that's way too much to give Penn state and, and I'm guessing they're doing it because they won the, you know, big 10 championship. Yeah. Well, to, uh, throw out all the, uh, spreads real quick, uh, touch on it because Michigan state is the, uh, 15, uh, Michigan's favored by 15 points, Florida, Michigan, uh, the Florida game, Michigan is favored by, wait, I'm sorry. Start over. Michigan, Michigan State, Michigan is favored by 15 points. I can't remember if I said a different number. Uh, the Florida game, Michigan is favored by three points. Mm-hmm. And then um, Ohio State is favored by eight points for the uh, game in Ann Arbor against Michigan. And then the biggest uh, point spread against Michigan is when they play at Penn State – Probably a night game, and that is uh, 14 points that Penn State's favored by. Yeah. There we go. I didn't mix mix up any of those numbers. So, yes, Penn State is the one that everyone's kind of talking about because I feel like the other ones are really, you know, completely reasonable. Michigan State's really no surprise because of kind of the things I alluded to before. Florida, I was going to say, like, give or take, uh, really honestly anywhere between – uh, three points to seven points for either team, I feel, would have been, you know, reasonable. And then uh, Ohio State, Ohio State still being favored is no surprise because they didn't lose as many players. Michigan lost a lot. Michigan struggled uh, against Ohio State. So for them being uh, favored, that is no surprise at all. Eight points, I feel, is reasonable. But to the glaring one of Penn State, I'm confused by it. I even put it out there on Twitter as soon as I saw it. I thought it was weird. Ten points, I feel, wouldn't be so bad. Um, but two whole touchdowns just seems like they're stretching out quite a yeah. bit. Um, uh, yeah, so I I could have seen seven to ten and been like, eh, okay, maybe you're kind of pushing it. Uh, but, yeah, I it's because it was, what, 49 to ten? <laughs> last year and they're and they're also i think they're even throwing in the reason is they have a senior quarterback they have you know great running back over there but um Saquon barkley yeah 
Yeah, yeah, and Barkley's going to be great, but and but the thing is, is remember, you know, Michigan stopped them last time, you know, stopped them pretty well. So, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm, you know, and they're putting in the fact is obviously Michigan losing a lot of players to the draft and throwing that in there. Look, I get why there's a little bit of factors, but the, you're right. You're talking about a two ton, two touchdown. Uh, spread here is, I think, way, way, way too much to give a team like Michigan, who who's been in it almost every game they played last year and lost by what, like two, one point and like three points, and so what, five points they lost in total last year, yeah, in losses. So, and I just think that Michigan's again be competitive in all those games, so. Yeah, that one's way, way, way too much. And having a returning quarterback, well, if he wins the quarterback battle, and having most likely an improved offensive line, questioning on how improved, um, but the defense still being, uh, you know, strong, especially up front. I mean, secondary is going to be going through some changes. So, right. I don't know. Maybe they're just looking at it from the standpoint where they, I mean, because what we've already said, Michigan losing while Penn State is gaining uh, players and everything, or gaining experience, I guess would probably be the better way to put it. Um, and I, I can understand it. Well, I can understand if it was like, or, well, one, I'll never understand, but let's say it was in the beginning of the season. You know, we're talking about this is the middle of the season that Michigan. Yeah should be kind of established on who they are, their identity, you know, and while Michigan state is what two weeks before that. So, um, yeah, honestly, if it was like the end of the season too, though, if it was like one of the last three games, two years, like last year. Yeah. For the past two years, we've seen that Michigan struggles then. I mean, uh, if that's really creating a pattern or what, I could really understand that more because, I mean, you have Ohio State and Wisconsin there at the end of the season. So those games were even by 14 points. That I would feel like that makes more sense. But obviously we're not Vegas. We don't really know these things. And somehow those guys, not all the time, but a lot of the time know things that kind of other people don't or just are really good at their predictions and – uh, some of them get really close, but then some of them do really are completely off base. I mean, what do you think about the Ohio State being up uh, plus eight? I mean, I think that's reasonable. I don't think that's too bad. I think they should be favored probably by at least five points uh, because of all the players that they're keeping and all the players that Michigan's losing. And like I said, I mean, just we have not beat them in forever. So it's just kind of like, yeah, they should be favored. I mean, if we if we kept everybody that we had before, then, you know, I'd say eight is way too much. Right. But there are so many things pointing to the fact that, yeah, Ohio State should be the team favored in that. And 18 point or 18, gosh, eight points seems within reason. Right. Yep. Yeah, the Florida one's a little bit interesting because of the very fact is Florida might be breaking in a new uh, quarterback. So, um, you know, they've always had a sketchy offense, but uh, at uh, plus three for Michigan is mm, not bad. I, well, well, now, 
it's I've got here that Michigan's the f- three point favorite. Right. So right. that would be minus three for Michigan. Right, minus three, right. So um well yeah, three and favored by three, but uh still think that's a little low for Michigan. I think we're gonna beat them, but um um I think that could probably go up nah, I don't know, probably a touchdown. So I am always very leery of the first games of the season. Yeah, for exactly. so many reasons. I mean, because because it's just so tough. Because you know, neutral field. So yeah, I mean, nobody's in a groove yet. Uh, you're breaking in new uh, new quarterbacks sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you don't even have you don't even have your quarterback really. You yeah. don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah, so it's just. <laughs> I don't I I don't like the first game of the season to a certain extent. Like some of these big debut like when we when Michigan played Alabama, part of it was kind of exciting, but then part of it the at the same time was just like, Man, I don't like first games of the seasons being so big sometimes because it's just like if if something's not prepared then it right. just like falls flat on his face. Now, every, but every team's the same. Well, usually, I mean, oddly enough, last year, uh, Michigan was in the unique situation where their first game was against Hawaii, and they already played a game before they played Michigan. But that didn't wind up making a difference. Everybody is coming in usually for their first game, so it's not like anybody really has an advantage there. But I just, I don't know. Those bigger games, I like seeing, you know, maybe week two or later or whatever. But, I mean, it is what it is. It'll yeah. be fun. It'll be good. I mean, does it bug you? Does it bug you that that Jim Harbaugh and the system he has running at Michigan makes it difficult every year? I mean, is this going to be ongoing every year? Because it sounds like it is. And, and to me, is. There's always going to be question marks every year for Michigan because the very fact is what Jim Harbaugh is implementing in his system and the way he runs things. I mean, are we going to have to learn to live with? There's always going to be question marks every year with this team. You know, are you, you know, how do you know McCaffrey won't come in and win the job from Peters? What if Peters beats Spate? You know, what if Peters does great this year and, you know, beats Spate and then Peters starts next year, but you don't know. What if McCaffrey's doing better? <laughs> you know, and it's like always these question marks. Hey, heck, we have question marks at running back. Is Evans going to be the full-time back? We don't know. Is he going to be sharing time? That's why I'm always going. It seems to me the only first-year thing that's always happening with this team is the receivers, the, you know, defensive line. And it's always like key positions like quarterback running back and things like that, those two positions mostly are always going to be in question. I honestly feel that the, uh, the only one that kind of matters not, well, not saying that the other positions don't matter, but the only one that would really have, I guess, a crazy impact would be the quarterback position. And I do agree with you that that, is a potential moving forward where it could absolutely happen where Rudock was there uh, and then he left and then maybe Spate or well, Spate got the second year. Then maybe Peters does beat him out. And so what if McCaffrey then comes in and just blows everybody away next year? I think that's a real possibility. I don't know. um, 
because we've been led to believe so far that the best players are on the field. Um, so there is the potential for that. I yeah. To me, it bugs, it bug it kind of bugs me. I mean, not that you know, I'm happy. Obviously, Harbaugh's here, and I and I'm not going to change that. I'm just more. It bugs the heck on me because we don't. We're always going to kind of go. Well, what's who's going to be the starter? We have we had question marks when Rudock. We had you know no corn comes in. We had question marks there, and we weren't right there. And we had Spate. Now we don't know. Spate one wins the job, and then now we got. Is he? And then I'm hearing a little bit of rumors that Peters is doing very, very well. And so, you know, the rumors are still starting to fly that Peters is gaining ground with Spade. I keep, I keep hearing that. I heard a little bit of news today, so I went, okay. Now that's <laughs> that's in question. So I'm always going. But you're right. I'm like, it's always going to be the best player in the field, and that's what I want. And I'll never question that. My thing is always going to be, you know. I don't think Harbaugh is going to have his Andrew Luck at, at at that position all the time. Do I think they could be? Of course. I just don't know yet. Oh, yeah. No, definitely not all the time. And I will say this. I will take that um, scenario, you know, where every year the quarterback could possibly change over the other negative possibility of where you have that quarterback, but then you have nobody backing him up. Right. So you're stuck with them. So I will gladly take it where you have that battle each year and maybe your quarterback does change. Sure, it's probably going to change the dynamics and chemistry uh, quite a bit, but I would rather have that change happen each year but always have a good quarterback sitting right behind him. Yeah, that's a, you know, that's a great point. So. Because there have been those times where the quarterback goes out and you're just like, done, game over, we're, we're screwed. Right. Yeah, I mean, given, you know, obviously when Hoke was coach, that was a perfect example of Denard goes down. Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Mor- yeah. was it Morris? Yeah. Yeah, Morris goes in and just it just fell apart. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that, that game, I still remember it. Yeah. So, yep, or when you feel like you can't, pull in a backup because you I don't know whether you're just stubborn or you don't think the backup is capable enough even though your quarterback isn't injured they're just not pulling him out like against Notre right. Dame yeah yeah so, so that's the spreads man there you yeah. go so uh some things also came out we're not going to touch on it but if you guys haven't seen there were some things posted about uh times for some of the games the only one that I noticed, and that is the one that I guess people were most worried about, was the OSU game has been confirmed that it will still remain a noon game. So yeah, there's that information to share. But uh, we will go ahead and move along here and just get into some closing thoughts. All right. So, well, I I forgot to say something at the beginning, um, so I'll say it now. I mean, we talked a little bit about it last time, but uh, happy late Memorial Day. Yeah. But one thing that we definitely do want to mention, because I can't remember if we mentioned it last week, 
uh, just our uh, appreciation and being thankful for uh, the uh, everyone who has made the ultimate sacrifice for our country and for our freedoms. I mean, that's what this weekend was really about. And so, uh, I mean, we all know people who are in the military or have been in the military. So uh, we appreciate them for their service. But this was a Memorial Weekend remembering those who have paid that price. So I wanted to make sure that we get that in there and uh, show our appreciation for that. Yeah, it definitely gives us... um, um thinking about them and what they've done the sacrifice that they made actually with their lives. I mean, what else can there be the ultimate sacrifice than to give up your life for a freedom that we get to do right now? You and I get to actually have a sports cast. Just talk about Michigan football and they actually the right to do it and the freedom of speech to do it. It's pretty amazing. And, you know, we owe them everything. I mean, if we, you know, just do a little bit for them and do as much as we can for them. And, man, it's, uh, it was a good memorial weekend for me. Um, obviously, got to spend time with family, but uh, also to see some, uh, to remember some loved ones and people in my past. So that was really cool. So, but uh, yeah, shout out to them and thank you so much for your service and, and to remember those who uh, gave the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you bring up a good point. I think we may have touched on it before, but, um, yeah, for those of you who don't think about it and everything, I mean, there are certain countries and places where you can't do what we're doing. I mean, not specifically talking about sports, but uh, some people who do what we're doing consider themselves, like, of reporters or media and things like that because we're putting things out on a public platform. We don't really label ourselves as that, but um, so there would be governments, there are governments that regulate that and tell you what you can and cannot say. Mm-hmm. And so yep. that's, we have that freedom here and there is a reason for that. And we are thankful for that. So definitely have to uh, mention that. So, um, Again, thank you as we are closing things out here. But uh, to always mention, if anybody wants to get in touch with us, uh, share with us some thoughts or ideas or have any questions, uh, we have the email of bluebrotherssportscast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. We're always active on there every day talking about different things. We're at bluebros underscore and then our names. So at bluebros underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. And um, the one that I enjoy the most is actually the voicemail because you can leave a message, say exactly what you're thinking, and we can actually play it and integrate it right into each episode. So if you want to, you're always more than welcome to call the voicemail 551-258-3276. Easy to remember. That's 551-BLUE-BRO. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you want to share thoughts about the Brandon Jacobs situation or probably the most recently most talked about subject I've seen is the Penn State point spread. So feel free to give us a call and let you know, uh, let us know what your thoughts are and we can share and talk about that more. So anything, any closing remarks, Craig? No, man, I got, you know, you know what? I get to see some, uh, something for the first time. I got to see, uh, I got to see my snake, man, in my backyard swallow, uh, try to swallow a toad. It's pretty cool. 
Oh yeah, I I saw your picture and everything about that. So yeah, that it was pretty cool. He was really working it, man. He was like got his jaw unhinged and he's trying to swallow this thing. It was a pretty hefty toad too. I was like, man, you got a lot of work cut out for you, man. But I love the determination. I love the hard work he's got going. He might have been there all night trying to get that thing down, but was that a garter snake? Yeah. Man, I didn't know it's, they did that. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't see a lot of snake. Uh, my parents live outside of, uh, out in the country and everything. And so obviously high school, college, when I was living there, yeah. um, my, uh, they have a bunch of critters and everything, but we had a dog Oh, and he was like, everybody loved that dog. Especially like, uh, we, we had this one friend who hated snakes and critters and things like that. And he thought our dog was a hero because he just killed everything. <laughs> Snakes yeah. comes, snake comes around and killed it. Uh, muskrats come around. He kills it. You know, just like nothing was around our house. Now he's. You know what? I came in. I said, "Man, I love my. I love the snake. I gotta. I gotta give it a name." But and I'm like, "The snake is a ruthless killer, man." Because this is like the second time I guess it's done that. My wife said, and oh, she nice. said, "What are you doing? You know, you should have saved the frog." I go, "I'm not saving the frog, man. This is part of this is nature right here, man. This is the food chain I'm watching." The frog. They, that toad looked did look pretty pathetic, though. <laughs> it looked like it was like it did look at me like help me and i'm like no nah, i'm not gonna help you man nah let it happen let it happen let it, it's, let it's, it okay. it's okay yeah, it's okay just yeah, let it go just yep. close your eyes <laughs> <laughs> embrace your fate so right. right well uh we appreciate you guys tuning in this week uh we thank you as always and uh yeah weekend's almost here we'll finish yeah. this off with go blue go blue